Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to another episode of Bucks and Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Steven Dorf, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN. And you can find this and our other podcasts on Apple or Spotify. So be sure to check those out. Uh, Hirsch, you could say the Bucks had a pretty big statement win against the Celtics tonight, huh? Yeah, I mean, it was incredible. Uh, the energy at the beginning of the game just looked fantastic. Um, and yeah, no, definitely, definitely happy to see the bounce back game. Uh, can't necessarily say it, you know, that I predicted it. I was pretty um, uncertain, but yeah, just just a huge win in my book, Steve. Yeah, I think we were both pretty skeptical going into this game, but uh, you know, we highlighted that the Celtics were coming off a, you know, a back-to-back against the number 1 seed in the Western Conference at the moment in the Timberwolves and, you know, that game also went to overtime. So the Celtics were probably pretty drained, and that's probably, you know, part of the reason they sat their starters in the second half. And I know a lot of you know, people who are just looking for a great game might have been frustrated about that. But, you know, all in all, can't complain about the Bucks blowing out, you know, their biggest rival, the best team in the Eastern Conference at the moment. And especially in a game that we really, really needed to bounce back. And like you said, and, you know, we really brought that intensity. And that's, you know, kind of what we need to do game in, game out. And this kind of just needs to be, you know, you got to build off of this, Hirsch. Yeah, and they were talking on the broadcast, too, about how this is the... uh the most that the Celtics have been down by at half since the uh, the late 1960s. So uh, the the Bucks really really sent a message to this Boston Celtics team tonight. Um, and to just to just see them really just give up and kind of quit being down by you know 35 plus is you know it, it was kind of sad to see. Definitely took a little bit of the spark out of the game. Would have liked to see them you know at least try to come back, but. I guess when you beat the brakes off them that badly in the first half and they, they just have to quit at halftime, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing to note uh, with Dame, it was really nice to kind of see him get, 
you know, going right out of the gate. He hit two threes to open the game up. Uh, you know, when Dame is going and when Bobby is going, I feel like this team really, really plays like at their like, you know, max potential, their fullest potential, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Bobby really, really brings that energy. And I, you know, I've heard people talk about trading him. I, I'm, you know, really sold on keeping him at this point. I mean, it's just clear what kind of energy and hustle he brings with rebounding and just post scoring in general. So I think Bobby is a keeper. And when he plays well, it just seems like the Bucks team plays well. Same thing with Dame, obviously. Yeah, I think I, I'm totally in agreement with you on Bobby. Um, I don't really think there's any re reason or uh, need to trade a guy like that, especially with the the big man depth that we have. But um, you know, talking about big man depth as well, we 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 kind of saw we saw Al Horford uh, miss the game tonight. They really only had Porzingis and Luke Cornett as you know their big men, and and we we took advantage of that. I mean, we we clearly were able to you know get whatever we wanted in the first half. We went on a twenty five nothing run midway midway through the first half. Um, and, and they really couldn't stop us and we were stopping them, which is something that Steve, that we haven't really seen very much of is the box play, you know, they, they've been playing pretty bad defense throughout the year, but to see an extended stretch of time there where we were holding them to zero points, I think it was six plus minutes where they didn't score, uh, in that, you know, second quarter and at the end of the first quarter going into the second quarter, you know, that, that's really good to see going forward is that, the, you know, the Bucks can put together, you know, multiple stops against one of the best teams in the league, albeit, yeah, they were coming off of a back-to-back against, you know, the the Timberwolves, but still the NBA, you still have to play the, the next team in front of you. And and just the fact that we were able to hold, you know, a team with Jalen uh, Brown, Jason Tatum, Drew Holiday, and Porzingis, and Derek White uh, scoreless for, you know, six-plus minutes, Steve, I think that was really promising defensively to see. Yeah, I think without a question, you know, without a doubt that, this was easily the best half that this Bucks team has put together all year. Um, and I hope anyone really calling for AG's head or, you know, job at this point, you know, hopefully they kind of take a step back, just let it play out. Cause in reality, anyone who thinks that we need to fire Adrian Griffin, you bring in a new coach mid season, you're basically giving away any shot you have at a championship. So I think you need to let things play out tonight was a really good step in the right direction. Um, you know, I understand that, the Celtics were coming off of an overtime win the night before, but you know, they still knew that they're, you know, going against one of their biggest rivals in the East and us. So you'd expect them to show up and to make them essentially rage quit by halftime is a really good feeling for, you know, the players I'm sure, but for Bucks fans as well, like I, I'm feeling really good about this win. Don't want to look too deep into it. I still think that we need to look into trading for someone like an Alex Caruso, but you know, we still have a little time to get that, you know, figured out, but just want to talk about some of the guys on the bench, honestly, with AJ Green, Chris Livingston. I thought they looked pretty impressive tonight, Hirsch, in their minutes at the end of the game. AJ Green had a really, really nice and one three, played some good uh, good defense. He even won a jump ball over a seven-footer. Um, so if, you know, the Bucks do decide to go the route of trading Pat Connington, Hirsch, I think AJ Green could be one of those guys where you just put him in and he essentially fills out Pat's role. I think he can do that. Yeah, I think he could too. And we've talked about, you know, AJ Green being that sort of Duncan Robinson type of uh type of player uh going forward. And I think, you know, he he could be that. Uh, a guy who really is just gonna be out there sniping. Um, and I think that's that's really all there there is to be said about AJ Green. I think all of our young guys, he's definitely, you know, one of the more promising ones. Um 
And yeah, Chris Livingston, I mean, I was pretty high on him when we drafted him. Haven't seen much, but yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of cool. Yeah, he's looked yeah, he's looked all right. He's gotten some time in the last couple of games. Only nine minutes tonight. Um, you know, mostly in gar if you know, really all of it was in garbage time, but still to kind of it's still good to see him out there hustling and playing hard on defense. And, you know, he's a he's a pretty good athlete out there. Uh I, I still think that, you know, if the Bucks can get someone like an Alex Caruso and Chris Livingston needs to be moved, I, you know, I'm very okay with that still. Um, and then, you know, before we move into the uh, second half of this, where we talk about the upcoming back to back, I just want to highlight that Thanasis is just really funny to watch out there. Uh, I think he had like four fouls in what, uh, nine minutes, uh, like three fouls in four minutes when he first came in. I've never seen a guy try so hard when your team is up 40 points, 30 points, whatever it was. Uh, you know, shout out to him. He, he's he's really fun to watch, even when you know it's a garbage time game and you're watching a bunch of reserves. But yeah, uh, that's I think gonna, that's... Dude, I think I think also I think you know me and you are also some of the biggest Thanasis defenders. And for all those people that's that are out there that say you know he doesn't deserve to be in the NBA, he's he's a nepotism player. He's only in the league because of Giannis. I mean that that's that's not true. I mean the the Knicks drafted him. Uh, the year after I think Giannis was drafted, he, he made it to the league on his own and he's clearly good enough to be in the NBA. And when he's out there, you, you can, you can tell that at least he's going to be out there and give it his all. And I, I yeah, think that, I mean, that's all we know. Again. Yeah. And you know, we, you know, people talk about this all the time, but Thanasis brings like a type of energy that no other, you know, reserve player is going to be able to bring. And I mean, you know, you can't really take that for granted. Obviously, he's not the best player out there. He's a really, really good athlete, but, um, you know, he's he's on the team, obviously, because of Giannis. So I'm going to have to disagree with you, you know, on that. I think that it is, is a little bit of nepotism, but, you know, nonetheless, he's still a really, really good piece to have in terms of just like chemistry and energy and all that. But I think that's going to wrap up this first half. And then we're going to talk about the uh, back-to-back coming up on Saturday and Sunday, where we host both the Warriors and the Kings. Um, so we'll be right back and cover those games. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And we're back on the Box and Six podcast. Uh, I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. Uh, we're going to preview this upcoming back-to-back this weekend against, you know, two Western Conference foes that, you know, we don't normally match up with uh, very regularly. So th- this should be a fun couple of games. Uh, Steve, first on the docket uh, on Saturday is the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they have... They've been, they've struggled. I mean that that's all there really is to say. There's there's nothing nothing really positive going on there in that organization. A lot of people are talking about you know possible trades that need to be made. Obviously, you know Draymond got suspended indefinitely for punching Nurkic in the face. Um, he he will be back uh, in the game, but they don't have Chris Paul, Steve. So uh, I think this should be you know a win, but I think it definitely will be an interesting game to watch, especially with you know a team that with Steph Curry. Uh yeah, no, obviously Giannis versus Steph, Steph Curry. You're watching, and Damian Lillard, and Clay Thompson. Even you're watching, you know, four of the you know best players we've ever seen. 
then you get Chris Middleton, all those guys. It's going to be a star-studded matchup. Um, the Warriors are in shambles right now, though, Hirsch. Uh, you know, they experienced something similar that the Bucks did, actually, the other day, where they were getting booed by their own fans. Uh, and, you know, you saw how Steph kind of replied to that. It was pretty similar to Giannis, where he was like, yeah, I'd be booing myself, too. In fact, I was booing myself. And then you got Clay Thompson, on the other hand, saying that he's not losing sleep over it. So... You know, they're in disarray, so they're going to have to figure that out. I feel like the Bucks have a lot of momentum coming into this game on Saturday. Uh, the Warriors are one of those teams, though, that Steph Curry, Clay Thompson are the types of guys that are capable of cooking us. I mean, you know that we struggle against the guard position. Um, but Steph Curry, different, you know, different style of guard than the guys that have been cooking us. A lot of those guys are able to get to the paint and really force their way uh, you know, force their dominance that way. And that creates, you know, their other shots and opportunities. But, you know, regardless, they, this is a team that's average on offense right now. And they're a really, they're a worse defensive team than us right now. So, you know, with all that, their struggles, this is a team that, you know, I'm thinking we we can beat them. Uh, Chris Middleton playing, I he played the last back-to-back. -back. It was for like a half for the second game. Uh, I imagine at this point, they might be comfortable playing them in back-to-backs here, so we might see them in both of these games. But, yeah, with or without Chris, you know, this is a team that you'd expect us to beat at this point in the season, especially after a momentum win, statement win against the Celtics. Yeah, I definitely I agree. I think we should beat them. Uh, the one thing I would push back on a little is that I would be more scared of Steph Curry in this one than I would be Klay Thompson. Um, I think, you know, a guy like Klay Thompson and the way that he plays is easier for the Bucks to defend than – a guy like Steph Curry would be just because, you know, Curry's able to finish in that mid-range area with his with his floater package, whereas Klay Thompson's really just a, a shooter at this point in his career. But, yeah, I'm on board with you. I think, at the, I think you know, we're going to be able to win this game pretty easily. Um, and I think, you know, moving on to the game on Sunday, that, that one's going to be a really tough one, um, especially with us coming off of back-to-back. -back. Uh, that'll be our second night. Playing against Sacramento, the Kings, you know, they're, they're playing good basketball. Winners of four of their last five, Steve. And, you know, De'Aaron Fox is the type of guard that, you know, really scares me and his quickness and his ability to get to the rim. Also his ability to, you know, shoot and, you know, fill it up from behind the arc. So, yeah, this one this one could be problematic for the Bucs, but hopefully with, you know, wins against the Celtics and hopefully the Warriors with that momentum, it should be able to carry us through, but – yeah, Kings on Sunday should be quite the game. Yeah, Kings, you know, pretty similar to us in the sense that they're a very high-powered offense with, you know, a mediocre, slightly worse than average defense, whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, they've got De'Aaron Fox. They've got DeMontis Sabonis, you know, similar with that pick and roll. They're going to be using that a lot, really going to that. Uh, I think it's really just going to come down to who can execute on that pick and roll better. Obviously, you know, we're going to be coming off that back-to-back. Uh, and this team, we've, you know, they're known to struggle with that intensity, just keeping that, you know, up throughout a game. Uh, yeah, this Kings team definitely scares me. You know, like you mentioned, De'Aaron Fox is the exact type of guard that's, you know, really been torching us all year. Super quick, can get to the basket, also capable of hitting outside shots. And so, uh, was, and so was Malik Monk, by the way. Malik Monk could also torch us. He's exactly the kind of guy who is kind of like Cam Thomas, where he's just out there putting up shots and some of them are going to go in. Yeah, no, Kings, I mean, they got a plethora of really, you know, talented scorers, shooters. I mean, this is not a team that you kind of can just gl uh, glance by. I mean, you know, they're one of the top teams in the Western Conference right now.
you know, they have De'Aaron Fox, they have DeMontis Sabonis surrounded by a bunch of, you know, role players that you could, that, that complement them perfectly. Keegan Murray, for example, really, really good young, talented player, you know, look out for him to do a little damage against us, but you know, really with this Kings team, we're going to have to execute that pick and roll. We're going to have to play some, you know, really, really elite offense uh, and play good enough defense, you know, do our best to kind of contain that De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, you know, pick and roll action. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think a lot of it's going to come down to stopping their, their role players. Like you mentioned, uh, Keegan Murray, even a guy like Kevin Herter, who's known to, you, you know, torch the box in the past when he was on the Hawks. Uh, so we've we've had plenty of experience with you know Kevin Herter uh, against this team and Harrison Barnes as well. I mean he hasn't had the greatest of seasons so far, but Harrison Barnes is definitely the guy that can you know fill it up if the if the matchup's right. So yeah, I agree. It's going to be a tough one. We're going to have to match the intensity, Steve. This is going to be going to be a, a fun basketball weekend for the Bucks here, but hopefully we can come away two and all. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, just carry, carry this momentum. You know, you just got a big win against your biggest rival, you know, the quote unquote best team in the Eastern conference right now. Let's keep it up. I mean, you know, we've struggled in this new year, but maybe we found something. Um, It's nice to see that, you know, when this team is, you know, faced with true adversity, like they're going to, they're going to pull through and they're going to, you know, give it their all, you know, we've seen them be down, 30 points against the jazz, you know, recently, and they fought their way back into that game. They still lost ultimately, but it's nice to see them fighting and at least, you know, showing that life. Definitely. And it's not every day that you see the bucks uh, beat somebody so bad that they take the game off of national television. Uh, but on that note, I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the box and six podcast. Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at box and six FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman, he's Steven Dorff, and let's go Bucks!